right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Floating Cube episode four. My name is Yomar, Coach Yomar, the usual stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit of everything. I'm an IT guy. I'm in spirituality. I do a lot of things. And on today's episode, we're going to have a, it's a little bit different. I actually have my first guest on the show, and it's my good friend, Ricardo. How you doing, Ricardo? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm happy great. to be here. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it's fun to do the solo thing for a while, but it, when you have somebody else with you, it, it's just more interesting because you can have a conversation, like a real conversation about all kinds of fun things. So we're just going to keep it light. We're going to keep it chill. And mostly nice. I want to hear Ricardo's thoughts and ideas and perspectives. So, Oh, boy. Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so tell me. So I guess I'll just call. I'll switch you to calling Ricky. You know, just this is easier. So, Ricky, Ricardo, <laughs> Ricky, Ricardo. That's fine. Ricky's casual. Yeah. How you? So how you been, man? How, how's your 2020 been? Because this, to me, this has been the most uh, interesting it's, um, year. It's been a crazy year, man. Honestly, everything that's happened in 2020, it it just doesn't count. Like this year is like Vegas. What happens in 2020 stays in 2020. <laughs> Yeah. It's been a, I mean, we started off with a, a couple of Simpsons predictions. Mm-hmm. Now here we are. Um, hope you know. Thankfully, things are starting to ease down a lot more. Uh, you know, unless you're in California, you're screwed. But yeah, California. <laughs> they, yeah, no, it's bad. Much. I mean, yeah, but I mean, everything else though, it's starting to ease down a lot more. Unemployment's been going down a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I actually saw this graph the other day, and we're still pretty high. I think we're like at. Eight, yeah. nine, ten percent, but mm-hmm. we were like at thirteen percent when all this started. Maybe even higher. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, things are getting better overall. Um, but it's definitely been a wild ride, especially trying to look for jobs. I mean, I got, I had to been, I had to be furloughed from the college as a tutor, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like two months without a job, and applying for unemployment was just stupid. Like the website kept crashing and everything. At some point, I just I just said, "Fuck it," I gave up. I heard. And I heard it was I pretty. Trying to... Yeah, I mean, I heard the system was designed basically with. Well, if you're talking about Florida, this is just an intake of yeah. about this. That it was designed so that people would never sign up for it. It's like it's made to to keep people away, <laughs> and it works. Well, they, yeah, it does yeah. a really good job. It definitely yeah. worked for me, at least. Uh, I did get a. I did get ended up ended up getting a job though. Um, with this chemical company, so that's good. You know, money's all right. Yeah. Everything's good so far, though. No, I'm studying. Yeah, you're studying. Is your family good? Everybody good? Yeah, luckily nobody in my family has gotten COVID. I have a couple of friends that have. Mm-hmm. We have a mutual friend that has. Yeah, sweet now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, I did get a cold last week, and that was a little bit scary. But it was nothing. It's just a cold. Um. Yeah. But yeah, a couple of my friends have gotten it, and one of them said it wasn't that bad, but then another said it was like, yeah, it was pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. It was like a cold on, on steroids. On steroids. Really. Yeah, it really, it, it really varies again. I mean, that's the, what makes it annoying is that depending on who you are, depending on your particular makeup, mm-hmm. it could be really bad or it could be not much more than a cold. Yeah. Now that you hear about this kid in North Carolina, he's like a high school student and he was one of their top athletes and mm-hmm. he died from it. So it makes me think, like, again, it really just comes down to who you are. You know, yeah. like, cause if a, if a built kid could have died from it, I mean, you know, he's not like 12. He was like 14. I mean, not 14, mm-hmm. 16, 17. Yeah. So, you know, he's a, just a little older, but still. Yeah. No, and there's been these free uh, cases where, and then you have, I think, like a hundred year old woman who survives. You know, oh, yeah. even after yeah, yeah. the hospital. So it's like there's no real consistency. I mean, there is a statistically speaking, if you look at the like the stats, of course, yeah. as you get older, you're definitely yeah. more likely to get complications and die from it. But even but that's not 100 percent true in everybody's case. Now, speaking of older people. Mm-hmm. So Trump got the COVID. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And he recovered. Or what's the deal on that? OK. Um, well, let's you know? let's save Trump. Uh, we'll get with the Trump. I want to have a whole discussion okay. on that. But let's let's stick let's stick to you first for a little bit longer, um, All right. because I wanted to find out what your secret is for 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 the fact that you still have a smile and you have a twinkle <laughs> in your eye that you're still not crazy. <laughs> How do you do it? What's yeah. what's your secret? Tell the world wants to know what's your secret. The secret 
There's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. One, so you gotta you gotta have good relationships. Yes. Give me a second. Someone's knocking on the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, so you gotta have good relations. Mm-hmm. And two, you you gotta stop watching the news. <laughs> I can definitely vouch for that one. Dude, seriously, the news will screw you up, man. Like, it's all just bad stuff. Um, Now, three is also all about perspective. And this is where I may have a smile on my face, but sometimes it's not for the right reasons. Like, when I see all the rioting and stuff happen, I laugh at it. And I know there's a lot of wrong stuff going on. Mm Mm-hmm. But I laugh at it because to me it's all just so stupid. But that's just me, right? I can but, relate um, to you. I mean, like I said, to me, and again, I, to me, it's more of a. Um, I kind of shake my head because mm-hmm. you know I see what people are doing, and it just it hurts because, like again, it's very tribal, and it's just people oh, fighting so over tribal, disagreements, dude. and it's like sucks. we're going back in time. Yeah, it's like we're going back in time. Mm-hmm. But um. You know, you got to have good friends. You got to pick up a couple hobbies. You know, just keep yourself busy. Don't watch the news. Watch watch you, though. You've Mm -hmm. got good news. You've got the reliable news source. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just, you know, have have a good perspective on everything. You instead of looking at things as problems, you look at them as an opportunity for a fun challenge. Yeah. You know, like we had this scholarship social the other day. Well, it was like a week or two ago. And one of the donors, he's a petroleum engineer. Mm-hmm. And we, we were talking personally and he tells me how, you know, he kind of regrets and feels bad that he's leaving because he's an older guy, right? Like very old guy. Yeah. And it's kind of sad that he's leaving the younger generation with this problem of like, you know, climate change and global warming. And I look at him and I smile and I'm like, no, man, it's not an issue. That just makes it more fun and challenging for us. You know, you got to keep busy. But um, yeah, for sure. Oh, and and stay away from the from the sad people, or mm. rather, try to help them. And if it doesn't work, and they just keep being sad, and then they put you sad, like they put you down, mm-hmm. just gotta kind of keep your kind of have boundaries, and you you avoid yes. that boundaries yeah. with people that are definitely a lot more negative. That's something mm-hmm. I, I've noticed as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, don't obviously don't be a don't be an ass and like, you know, just leave them because some people generally just need like a two minute conversation and they'll be all right. Yeah. You know, like that's me. I can be down sometimes and then like someone tells me or they don't even tell me anything. I just rant with them for like two minutes and then like my life's back together. Yeah, like a little pep talk. We all need a little pep yeah. talk. Sometimes. Yeah, we all need a little pep talk. Well, that's good. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, you especially as a person. I mean, for as long as I've known you, you've always been kind of like the grass is always greener, the or the glass is always half full, more than half empty. Yeah, I mean, and you tend to kind of you know see a more hopeful perspective, even when things are are tough as as they can be. And I, I generally feel the same way too. Yeah. So, you know, like you I, you yeah. you've got to you know you can you gotta you gotta accept that there there's a lot of wrong stuff going on in life, mm-hmm. but you can't give into it you got to be prepared basically like if you know that there there's going to be a storm coming you got to have food ready if you know that there's going to be riots in your city you better be sheltered and you got to have a shield with you Mm -hmm. and nowadays a shield is a weapon right and a lot of people have a misconception that oh uh guns are just for salty people like no majority of gun owners have them to defend themselves and majority have never had to use them and are blessed and happy to have never had to use them because it's mm-hmm. like, you don't want to take a life. No, nobody does. Nobody wants to do that. No sane person. Of course, when yours is threatened, you're, yeah. you're left with no choice. But like I said, it's like you, you train for the day. I mean, you basically train to never have to use it. That's really exactly. the it's like It's like that Japanese saying, it's mm-hmm. better to be a, a samurai in a garden than a gardener in a war or dude, something that, like that. It's it's funny. I just got goosebumps. I actually saw that quote in a video like yesterday. So it's, it's dude, funny you brought that's that up. such a good quote, man. I took a picture. I, I snapshot. I'm like, I'm I'm posting that on Instagram. That is a great yeah, quote. I mean, I live by that. That's a that's a good quote. Yeah, and in general, especially with with times as they are today, I mean, it, it it's not, it doesn't hurt to be prepared to have food, to yeah. be you know to be able to defend yourself. I mean, it's and don't let anyone call you paranoid either. No. I mean, I was reading this thing. 
and it was it was a guy talking and he said um why would someone call you paranoid you're the one that's prepared mm-hmm. it's basically like i don't have to be paranoid i'm ready yeah you know what i mean brings you calmness so and peace because you you know you're you're ready you're essentially no you're, matter what you're, you're ready yeah what comes yeah. you good so. exactly so how about you though how have you been yeah. what's 2020 handling Dude, I, I was born for 2020. Like, it feels like my whole life. Nah, and, and I, know, yeah, go, no, go yeah. no, it's so funny you say that because I feel the same way, dude. Mm-hmm. It, it's just weird because this is a time where a lot of bad stuff is going on. But I'm like, I'm seeing so much opportunity. Me this too. is the year I finally made my own business. There like, you know. officially on the record. Like you're, I, so I, you're an I, LLC now. You you registered as a business. It's an S corporation. S corp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's property care. Yeah. Nice. You know, it's like this is the year I did that. I became 21, so that mm-hmm. has its spurts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just been a lot of growth for me. Yeah. In a lot of areas. So it's, yeah. I can say I can I reflect that a lot. I mean, again, my business started up. I officially registered last year, but I started it this year in terms of actually getting clients. I started this mm-hmm. podcast this year. I started, you know, just putting myself out there. I mean, my braces are almost done. By the way, it's like oh, keep that's looking good. good. <laughs> so We're almost there. Yeah, and then just growing like spirituality. I mean, twenty twenty, dude. I've I've changed and I've grown more in this year through all this hardship than I have probably in the past couple of years combined. So, so talk to me about this spirituality. Cause you mentioned it at the beginning of the video and I was like, what? yeah, so what's going on? So I was a, I'm a former atheist and also a former Christian. Wow. Former, I was right. Ra- okay. Yeah. So just a little bit. I know background. this. Yeah. I know this by the way, this. we've yeah. had conversations. So yeah, I can vouch for that. So I was, well, you know, because, you know, I'm Cuban, uh, raised Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. so, and that was a big part. But I never really got that involved, you know, in Catholicism. I did get baptized yeah. and, and all that stuff. I yeah, took the cake. I ate the, ate the little chip or the cookie. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I guess supposed to be the body of Christ, you know. That's fine. Again, I respect, like I said, I respect religion. I, I used to basically, mm-hmm. when I became an atheist, I became very aggressive towards religious people in general and I, I had yeah. a, I had, a, I had like mm-hmm. a you know like a, an axe to grind against religion um and that was and that was me for a couple of years but eventually past couple of years you know I just started getting more into buddhism into taoism mm-hmm. and more eastern philosophies and like this you know I like the whole approach of balance and peace and just acceptance and surrender and it kind of mm-hmm. clicked with my personality because if you know you know you know me I'm very I try to be a very balanced person yeah so That's I kind important. of yeah so I found spirituality that works for me which is not really about gods or you know that kind of stuff it's more of a life philosophy that kind of mm-hmm. helps you stay moving forward and you know that kind of stuff so so when i say spirituality i'm, I'm talking more specifically with you know as, in a way accepting a higher power because i do believe there is something greater than us you know out there mm-hmm. even though i can't really quantify it or give it a name but it's something some kind of energy some kind of force everyone describe Same. it yeah and mm-hmm. that's a nice feeling, you know. It's a nice feeling to have faith in that everything will be fine. And if you look yeah. at this year, when I say I'm ready for 2020, is that even if I look outside the window and I look on the news, you know, it's things are hard, obviously, and this has been a tough year. But mm-hmm. in the end, I think things will be okay. That we're going to yeah. overcome it, and that you know, it may look dark, but again, well, the light is kind of at the end of the tunnel. You know, however you want to describe that. And so. yeah, no, I I agree with that. This is all just temporary yeah it's a change. and repetitive yeah you know, like it's it's gonna keep happening over and over yeah but we'll get better at it you yeah know? and like i said if you look at history i mean are you familiar you know like the whole cyclical nature like theory that basically we you know we go through these periods of like mm-hmm. peace prosperity and then we get turmoil and like revolutions and then we kind of reboot uh, that's just you know part of human nature i believe yeah. you know like we we just won't escape that point that would be utopia yeah. And utopias don't exist. Forget yeah. about it. Yes. Yeah, so, there it. are utopia, utopia periods, I guess. Like, for example, once we overcome all this hardship, you know, which we could be 10 years, you know, how long, how long this is going to last. And mm-hmm. I don't just mean the pandemic, but in terms of general hardships throughout the world and all that. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of prosperity for a good amount of time. And then mm-hmm. the cycle will repeat itself. But There may be a utopian town, mm-hmm. but like, you know, a, a utopian world 
No. I mean, you could be, because you could be like some dude living in America, having a pretty decent life. Mm-hmm. But then some dude in the Middle East just lost his family to a you know bombing attack or something. So yeah. Utopian world, forget about it. There's always going to be conflict. Mm-hmm. And we'll try to solve it. We're always going to keep trying. Yeah. And we'll solve some of it. But it's like, it's like a cat and mouse thing. Yeah. You know, whenever we solve something, something else pops up. That's the nature of humans. We love problems and we love trying to fix them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that keeps us going, you know. Yeah. But I feel, and this is where the, I think the Eastern philosophy comes in. It's like, there comes a point though where you have to accept that some problems are just bigger than you and that you just can't solve them, you know. And I agree with you 100%, yeah. yeah. For a lot of people, that I mean, that sucks because it feels like like you can never solve this injustice or whatever it is. But I think that's where it comes to us as individuals to just be able to accept things as they are, even if we don't like yeah, them, yeah. but accept them. And that way you can find inner peace. And with inner peace, even if you're not happy or things are tough, mm-hmm. you can still, you know, trudge on and she'll still be okay. Yeah. I, I used to be the, the type of person that tried to fix people specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny, but my relationship record mm-hmm. when it comes to women, I've gotten for the ones that needed fixing, thinking mm-hmm. I could do it, but I couldn't. Because some people are beyond help. Yeah. Um, and so are some situations. And, you know, that's just something that was hard for me to accept because I've always tried to, you know, make situations better, help people, help people get better. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it came to me... Uh, it hit me hard. I realized, you know what? Screw it. I just got to live my life. And some people you just can't fix. Yeah. Or they, again, with you can't help people that don't want to help themselves. Or you can't exactly. Help themselves. And that's funny because the main, those are the people you can't fix, the ones that don't want to help themselves. Yeah. At least in my experience, they have been the ones. And I, I've, I've had, for sure, I've been there. So, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're looking good, like I said. And, uh, I like to see you in high spirits. That's, that's always a good thing to see your friends hanging out. So, Gotta be. Yeah. So that's good to strong. Yeah. So let's go back to uh, to Trump because, you know, we, we can talk a little mm-hmm. bit about his diagnosis. <laughs> and again, I, as you know me, man, I, I try to be apolitical. You know, I don't, I don't like to pick sides. Um, yeah, me too. I think, to be honest with you, I, I dislike both sides. Oh, me too. 100%. I, I dislike one side more than the other, I know. but generally dislike them. Yeah. And it's funny because our mutual friend that, you know, you know, we would always we go in cycles, too, because I remember a time when we were making fun of the tea partiers and like the anti-immigrant people, you know, the ones I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. We do would protest Mexicans and like we would laugh at them, you know, and it's kind of like the, that, that the, the people who kind of are become the joke shift mm-hmm. from party to party, from election to election. So, yeah, yeah. you you just only sits deal in absolutes you can you can mm-hmm. pick one side and stick with them because they're going to screw up eventually yeah they all turn dark they, they, mm-hmm. they once they get into power they all turn dark and then they lose mm-hmm. and then they, they switch and then uh-huh. the cycle repeats so it's yeah now the one party that there's only one thing that she said that i didn't quite agree with mm-hmm. but the one party that i would like that i actually like more than dislike. I know you're going to say. Party. Yes. My man. <laughs> do whatever you want. Just don't screw other people's lives. Yeah. It's pretty simple, man. And politically, like I said, if I had to pick a party, I mean, libertarian is, that's yeah. more like aligned if, with me than anything. If you had to pick, definitely. I, I would never choose either Democrat or Republican. I just, I dislike them both heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so on that note, I mean, so our president got COVID, as we all know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically, it dominated. It took all the news we've been watching and it just steamrolled it. So, it's the only basically media yeah. <laughs> topic that was covered for like the past two weeks. I just, I, I'm laughing because mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but I think he recovered already and people were so mad to find out he recovered. <laughs> well, that, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, so... So, so when he got so he got infected, you know, again it was a whole drama fest. Mm-hmm. But immediately after he got it, you know, people wished him that he was dead. They wished him yeah. all kinds of horrible things. Like shit, man, that's that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. And so this is really the topic I want to talk about. Is like you know, and regardless of which side it is, uh, the whole idea that 
you want your enemies to basically just die a horrible death from COVID and that you don't wish for them to recover. That is troubling when it comes to our country, when we wish that upon Mm -hmm. people we disagree with. I mean, you tell me, how how do you feel about that? Yeah, man. Like, how do I feel about people wishing death on others? (laughs) It sounds like like an easy question, but for a lot of people, they seem pretty okay with it. You know, it's just, I'm not going to lie to you. There are certain people who I would totally Mm -hmm. wish that on them. But then after wishing it on him, I would regret it. I'd be like, yeah. Ricky, you shouldn't say that. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it is fucked up. All right. yeah. You know, yeah. you can say it in the moment because, you know, we're humans. We have emotions yeah. and we will do things in the moment. But if you say it and you can process that, okay, maybe that was a little wrong and something's wrong with you, man. <laughs> mm. Well, I, And yeah. I feel that's the problem when we've gotten so polarized between the two sides that you know, it is becoming a battle of like, you rather these people die than, than continue what they're doing politically. And and mm-hmm. I get where that's coming from. But like, when we go past that point, when we, when we cross that line, like we're no better than third world countries. And you know, we're both yep. from third world countries. That's exactly what people do is you kill the previous leader. <laughs> so, or you wish death upon them. And it's not, it's not democratic. It's not very yeah. nice. But I also don't agree with democracy. And hear me out. Okay. I'm talking about democracy as in mob rule. I see, because I know what you mean. Yeah. that if it were for mob rule, you know, the 75% of this country that is of a predominant race, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So it's not democracy that put you and I here. It's, it's a republic, you know. Yeah. When I say democratic, I mean a yeah, representative republic because that's really what yeah. we're not. We're not a, a democracy by the, by the true like the definition. Yeah. wanted it. So... So, yeah, so I've noticed, I mean, yeah, the whole general and oh, did you see SNL, by the way, um, where they kind of did like a little parody of the debate between Trump and, and Biden? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't watch SNL. I watched it once and I thought it was it wasn't my type of humor. I don't watch it either. I only watch the political stuff because usually it's, it's fun to kind of see it's them doing it. Except when I saw that debate, it was funny. I'll say until the Dude, very end. It was hilarious. I agree with you. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah, I mean the debate itself, right? Like, what, yeah, 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 yeah. The with Trump and Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it was comedy. I, I, I wish I could have been with you and some other buddies, just yeah. eating popcorn and watching. Oh, it, that. it was just like I mean, I, I mean, I did get a headache, but I, I was laughing at how ridiculous the whole thing was because oh, it, it, it was so bad. It was, it was a very poor reflection of. I felt embarrassed. I'm like, oh crap! Like this is this is America right now. Mm-hmm. So, I love you. Sorry about that. No worries. Yes, yeah, so I was laughing at the debate, and mm-hmm. and I was also with my friend on on uh, on voice chat. We're you know we're playing bingo. I don't know if you if you if you know that they do like presidential bingo for the debates. Oh, well, it's just like whenever they say something that yeah. you, oh, that's funny. Yeah, like when Trump says COVID or Biden says, <laughs> you talk about his son, you know, all these things. I, I didn't get bingo, unfortunately, but it was close. So there's a lot of things that they always say. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so, so SNL did a parody of it and it was really funny. It captured a lot of it until the very end where uh, they had Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden, which great impression. Except he goes out at the end and says he, they freeze Trump like with the remote, like from click, you know, the movie click, right? Like they uh-huh. freeze him. And then Jim Carrey stares at the camera and says, you know, like, you know, it's like, we're the party of science and karma. And sometimes when karma and science come together, you just really wish that it would happen. And it's like, you know, it's like, and he kind of smirked at the camera and you know what he's trying to say? Like, you know, it's like, let's just hope he doesn't, let's just hope he doesn't come back from this. And he just passes away and leaves us all alone. And I'm like, that got really dark. Like that was really, yeah. Jim Carrey too, man. Jim, I used to love Jim Carrey, man. And now he's just a little bit unhinged for me. Well, that's the thing, dude, because he's very into spirituality too. And the stuff he talks Mm -hmm. about, I agree with But for someone like that to then say something like, oh, I hope this guy dies because it would be the best for all of us. I'm like, that is really messed up. So I, I just I merely got turned off by by that. Well, you know who else I don't I haven't heard of him in a while. Mm-hmm. So I might change my mind after saying this. Yeah. But Russell Brand. Yes. Yeah. He's he's interesting to listen to. Oh, dude. He I watch him occasionally because he gets a lot of interesting people and he's very into the whole with the spirituality and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's a cool looking dude. He is. Rock star. <laughs> yeah. You gotta admire his hair. Yeah. 
but he's also very humble because he admits like you know i'm not perfect i have my issues I've yeah i think that's what it was i really liked about him yep. yeah he's very honest and upfront and he's he, he doesn't try to basically seem like he's better than anybody which is good i like that very charismatic yes he is smart yeah but um but yeah so trump did recover as far as we know nothing the like there's so much like uh uncertainty because like mm-hmm. everything else as part of his administration, he's not very upfront about everything or anything. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so he got out of the hospital probably early and he's probably still struggling. You know, he, you could tell he was a little bit out of breath and that mm-hmm. he still got a cough and all that. We don't know. He might end up back in the hospital. We just don't know. Maybe he's just pretending like he's okay so he can maintain now, his image of strength. When did the news come out? Like a day after the debate or two? Yeah. Literally, it was like later that week. Yeah. Because. He had a lot of energy during that debate, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. So I was like, okay, so. Well, in man. comparison to Biden, as I said, when it came to energy, he had Biden beat because Biden was oh, barely there. Yeah. I actually felt bad for Biden. Yeah. And I don't like him at all. Like, listen, Biden yeah. to me is just, just another dude. He's the status quo. He's the status quo personified into yeah. a man. <laughs> God, no. It, I, think, I think he's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And no offense, but like, it's true what they say. If you're in Congress for 47 years, which Congress gets way more done than a president, mm-hmm. and now you're you're trying to you know make people believe that you're gonna make all these changes, like people are drinking the Kool Aid hard, man. Yeah. They believe that. But I, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I felt bad for him. I really did. Like that moment when he was just like this, and he was like, "Will you shut up, man?" <laughs> He could, yeah, he I thought tell. that was hilarious, but I felt so bad. I could feel his pain because he was he was being owned. You yeah. know, I was like, ah, oh, man. That's yeah, because that debate it wasn't even about making any sense. It wasn't about making no, points. It, it was it about really dominating. Was. Yeah, he just, mm-hmm. Trump just wanted to dominate the conversation, and he did. You know, so. mm-hmm. that's really all it was. Yeah, but at the same time, that there are people like empathical people that have empathy. Mm-hmm. They are not going to like that, like what Trump did. Because he comes across as like the high school bully in a way. Yeah, I could definitely you know? see it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So definitely then entertaining. Oh, yeah, entertaining for We'll sure. give you that. Yeah, so then three days later, yeah, I have COVID. He went to the hospital over the weekend. You know, his his fate was uncertain. Felt like it was very bizarre. Like, dude, I really felt like for a moment they're like, wow, is this, is this going to happen? Like, are we going to lose our president in the middle of an election during a pandemic? So it that was... crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean... It's 2020, man. Oh, yeah. Why, Simpsons predicted we? it, too. Did they? Yeah, they, they predicted his death. I don't remember how it was. I've never seen that particular episode. Okay. But they, they did predict that. And they predicted a woman president. They did. She I, was yeah. young, smart, and energetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my my thought, my conspiracy was that he got everyone infected. Mm-hmm. And since Joe is mostly out of it, you know, because she's her own party. She's away from the the big two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if shit hit the fan, she was going to come up as president. Because think about it. You're talking about Jill? You're talking about Jill? No, Joe Jorgensen? Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe, sorry, like, Joe. I always get her confused. Joe, yeah, no. Joe. <laughs> like, think about it. If she became president in 2020, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It would just be like putting a cherry on top of the pie. Because it's been, a, it's been, listen, it's been overall, like not personally, maybe yeah. a little bit, but overall a pretty shitty year. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in general. So if that were to happen, it would be shocking, really. Oh, yeah. Well, a third party has never won, so this would be the year for it to happen. Right? I mean, it's about time, man. Mm-hmm. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, but yeah, the reaction to his, you know, like you said, not only for him getting sick and people wishing him to die and then recovering, like you said, and people getting mad that he recovered because they didn't get their <laughs> chance to wipe him out at that moment. I'm just like, really, yeah. people? I'm like, man. Yeah. So, but uh, I don't, I won't vote, right? First of all, I can't because I'm not a citizen. But if those were my two choices, which they're not, the third parties are actually on the ballot. Mm-hmm. My friend yeah. sent me a picture of the ballot and they're yeah, on they're there. Are. Um. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for Trump, right? Yeah. I would vote for Joe. But one thing I think I really like about him is that he pisses off the right people because the people that he pisses off are just so entertaining to see when they're mad. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit rude, but that's all right. 
it yeah. i just i like i like seeing the the people get triggered it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah. well and again both sides just get triggered different ways you know that's yeah I mean, they, they oh, all yeah, get dude. Yeah. Dude, Republicans can be such snowflakes sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. And they like to act tough and like they're not. But you just mentioned like, oh, America has this one problem. And they're like, what you say about my country, boy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, both sides have, both sides have their faults, man. Or, or just disagree on abortion and just, just yeah. watch. I mean, yeah. so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, the overall problem is we, we lack empathy for each other especially politically and especially before this election. Mm. I mean, this, this election is just so toxic in terms of getting people mm. to like yeah. hate each other. I mean, it is bad. You're right about that. So, so as somebody who tries to stay neutral, and like I said, and you know, I haven't decided if I'm going to vote or not. I'm probably leaning into the no category because I, I just, I can't in good conscience pick yes. one of these two sides. I, I could pick, you know, yeah, libertarian for sure. I thought about that. But and I know what you're gonna say. It's like it's like they can't win. But you, I just I don't know. But it, well, this year, I'll oh, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say was I like voting in good conscience. I don't know how people can, because a lot of people that are voting mm-hmm. and that are voting for either the Democratic or Republican Party, not not most of them. Most of them actually are voting because they believe in that candidate somehow yeah. for whatever reason. But a lot of them are voting just because they believe that it's the lesser evil. Yes. Oh, and that's so all I it's hear. like, yeah. because they, people really believe that there's no way third parties can win. And I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. It's just the, if anything, they're just not getting the publicity they deserve. Yeah. I mean, they're cut out of all the debates. They don't get any money in terms of ads. Like they're basically a shoestring budget compared to billions of dollars for the two major mm-hmm. parties. Like it's, it's, it's a money game. Unfortunately, that's what our politics yeah, no, are. It is 100%. So, yep. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't care. Even if I knew that a third party wasn't going to win, I would still vote for it and I wouldn't consider throwing your vote away because no, yeah, it's, it's your vote. You know, who's going to tell you who to vote for? But it's exactly. like yeah. you, you at least you voted knowing you voted for someone you believed in, you yes. know, things you believe in. You didn't vote just because you know, you felt like if this party won, at least we would be a little bit better off. Which mm-hmm. really both parties are, you know. I agree. And like I said, I voted. I did vote for Andrew Yang during the primaries, and I was happy mm-hmm. and in good conscience. I, I voted for the man. Even yeah. after he, he had already dropped out at that point. It doesn't really, I didn't really care. He was like yeah. what I felt deserved that vote. Um, but in general, I also feel that also not voting should be respected because it's essentially not voting yeah. is also speaking your voice. Like, I have no faith, and it's a vote of no confidence. Exactly. So. Exactly. I, I, I don't get how people can shame you for not mm-hmm. voting. I think that's yeah. very dumb. Yeah. Or voting third party. It's like voting third party mm-hmm. or not voting is essentially you're, you're, you're dumb. Like, why, how did you do that? Did you see this thread? It was pretty popular. It was, um, it was this Twitter dude, and he said, Voting third party really shows how much you care about um, minorities or something like that. And essentially what I took from that is, wow, if you're voting third party instead of helping the Democratic Party win, which cares about minorities, mm-hmm. you're you're really just you don't care about them because you voted for what you believed in. Something like that. Right. Yeah. So in my head, I'm just thinking you do realize that the two major parties are fucking up both minorities right yeah like they don't they don't care about you they just care about their money yeah like they, you they, said, it's they have their corp they were they worry about their corporate overlords mm-hmm. you know and who, who actually pays their their coffers yeah. oh my god like bailouts i can't stand that thought either mm-hmm. like what why are you help listen if companies failing that's their problem dude like yeah. stop giving them my money that i involuntarily give to you because mm-hmm. if i don't you'll kill me <laughs> yeah and then maybe if we're lucky we'll get one check we got one check and maybe we'll never get another check yeah we're, we're not a, getting built a pretty out. shitty check i haven't even got a mine actually a lot of people my mom still hasn't so yeah Same, man. it's politics so i mean we talk about politics all day but yeah i think we're on the same page i think generally just you know have empathy for each other i mean like i said we're all even at the end of the day after this election's over we still have to live with each other mm-hmm. so and you know it, it kind of reminds me of the you saw the purge the movie The Purge, the yeah. original. Remember at the end of that movie where after they're done purging, they have to be neighbors with these people again? Yeah. I think that, that the best... crazy. Dude, <laughs> the best message... Isn't it funny? That movie actually has a very good message. The message of that movie really is that 
if you you can hate people, but you got to remember that after your little situation's over and after you basically, you know, then we kill each other. But once you survive, whatever the thing is, you still got to live with with each other. And this country still has to come back together after this election. Mm -hmm. So not having empathy now is going to be tricky when you have to see these people at work and they're your friends or your family member. Yeah. But you're gonna. What the plan is? You're gonna hate them for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah, that's stupid. What's also gonna be interesting is, what are they gonna do when Trump can't go for a third term? Because mm-hmm. you know, most of the people that are you know voting Republican right now are just voting because it's Trump. Yeah. What's, you know, what about? Yeah. They what's just next? Like they like the persona. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they gonna do when he's out? You know, can't go for a third term. Yeah. Wow. Stage of poop. I was going to say, I mean, well, don't, I would say don't underestimate him. You never know. Yeah, no. He's willing to pull every, every like rabbit out of the hat, you know, to, to yeah. maintain his supremacy as president. So that'll be funny yeah. to see. I although I think he wouldn't do that. I think he, he, me, he previously has mentioned, cause he's been asked like, Oh, what would you do if Biden won? And he's like, well, just move out. Like, what else am I going to do? Well, lately, though, well, the debate, he's again, he's still very cagey about that answer. He's like, well, you know, there's a lot of um, voter voter fraud that I, I can't accept those results. And Pence was kind of saying the same thing. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know what his plan is. Well, if there if there's reason to believe there's voter fraud, what's the big deal with opening up an investigation? Hell, mm-hmm. they had a three year Russian investigation open for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's what damage will it do to just investigate the votes? I don't get the big deal. That's the whole thing with bureaucracy and all the freaking red tape, man. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how this election goes. Again, I'd love to have you back after the election so we can kind of do a little debriefing. Yeah, that'll be fun, all right. If we even have results by a week later. I mean, I think it could take a while. I mean, who knows how things are going. But I agree with you. We'll see. All right, but moving on, let's, uh, we'll talk one more thing. is I want to talk about aging because we both recently had birthdays. You know, we're, you know, yeah. relative this year. So you turned 21, I turned 32. And, and we were talking about, you know, I may look like an old geezer, which, I, you know, I don't. I'm still pretty fresh, right? Yeah, still no, look, you, don't, you don't look your age, man. You look yeah. like maybe like 26, 27. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I try to keep myself healthy. So, you know, thank you. Know. Both, both you and our mutual friend look a lot younger mm-hmm. than your age. Well, well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with, with mentality, too. And that's kind of like the idea that, like I said, now that you're 21, I mean, do you feel that much different being 21 versus being like 18? I mean, maybe you uh, tell me. Uh, I I feel this. It's kind of weird. I feel like the same when I was not 16. That's too young. But I feel the same when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like I feel like I could be 25 tomorrow and I feel like I was 18 still. You know, it's like, yeah, life, yeah. life's not too different. No. Yeah. And like I said. Yeah, because I think psychologically, you know, you're familiar that around the age of 16, 17 is where our personalities get kind of solidified mentally. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of keep, you know, your brain keeps growing until like 20, 24 ish, 25 ish, whatever. That's when your Mm -hmm. brain is fully developed. So I think it's just, it matures that personality. And then just kind of, you're pretty set. I mean, you can always change, of course. There's always life events that can change that. Oh, yeah. But There's there's a lot of molding going on with my brain. Like mm-hmm. I, I will, I will think that I am 100% set in a belief and then I'll meet someone that has an opposing belief and I'll have a conversation with them instead of arguing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I come to realize, you know what, they've got a point. Yeah. That's good. That's but now uh, it's starting to get a little more solidified. I can tell because I, I am fully convinced that some things are just stupid. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you try to convince me, they're, you're wrong. <laughs> I'll listen to you. Yeah, that's but, normal. But you'll keep an open mind, and you'll, like I said, you'll, you're at least open to listening to that person. Yeah, that's yeah, and important. I think everyone should. I don't know how you cannot at least be open to listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's at least uh, it's like the most decent thing you can do, at least respectful to the other person mm-hmm. is because if you shut them down and again, this is why we, you know we're both very pro First Amendment and pro free speech. Which, you know, just as a sidebar, going back to that pre-discussion, I don't really, I, I don't think people should be forbidden from wishing, you know, horrible things to somebody because that's your, yeah. that's your right to say it. Exactly. Just, just kind of keep in mind, like you said, if try to think about what you're actually saying. You have the right to say it, but yeah. doesn't mean you should, you know, you shouldn't think about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So. The whole, the whole group thing thing, I completely disagree with that. 
Like everyone is entitled to their own thoughts, you know, what they say, all that stuff. Like it's their expressions, that's theirs. And like right now in this culture where everything's getting censored, like Mm -hmm. I don't care if what you're censoring is bad. Like I think we can both agree that, and this is pretty much universal too. Well, it isn't because there are people that are this. Mm But, like, we could both agree that Nazis and Nazism is bad. Yeah. But I cannot, in just for the sake of, you know, if I'm going to say something, you got to stick to it all the way. You can't just be like, oh, we're going to make this rule, but it doesn't apply to that person because mm-hmm. we just don't like them. You know, I think that's very stupid. So, like, yeah. even though I, you know, completely dis- disagree with Nazis and their belief, I can't force that person to stop believing in that Mm -hmm. i could you know i can i can't make a law that tells them oh this symbol is illegal or oh you're not allowed to say this or do that well doing that's different right Mm -hmm. actually yeah yes but um i think the best approach to people that you disagree with is having a conversation because you'll be surprised one how much you two have in common Mm -hmm. and two they are much more different than you think a lot of people are just lost. Yeah. Like, you know, you would think of you would think of a white supremacist as like super evil, scary person. And generally, you know, they are. That's the thought, right? I mean, they want to get rid of other races or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you try to impose laws or cancel them, that won't make it any better. You're just gonna rile them up more. Yeah. Remember that black guy that got involved in the KKK circles and yes. he got a bunch of people. He didn't do that by telling them that their belief was wrong or telling them that they, sh- you know, they should be canceled and washed away from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. He sat down with one of them one day and was like, "Like, why? Why do you hate me?" Yeah, you know. And they they get speechless when you ask them that because it's like they start no to never, think. No one never, no one ever asks that asks that question. Mm-hmm. It's just very. It's because it's very. Ir- hate is irrational. You know, emotions are irrational by their nature. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like once you sit down and have a conversation, you come to realize, like, holy shit, I've been stuck in a hole forever. Yeah. Close-mindedness. So, and I think, and again, that goes back to a lot of, uh, go back to the aging thing. But as we get older, for, just for a lot of people, if you get, you know, if you get brought up in that irrational hatred, it mm-hmm. only gets worse with age because the more you, you know, you're kind of exposed yeah. to it the more it solidifies in your brain and it gets harder and harder oh, yeah. to change that person's mind. It's so hard. Yeah, you got to take advantage of them, you know, while, while they're still young and still learning, which mm-hmm. is why I believe that it should be mandatory that all schools offer a religions and philosophy class, mm-hmm. not to, like, impose a religion or philosophy on you, but to teach you about it. Because I, I was fortunate enough to take a, a philosophy and religions class with Me too. probably one of the greatest teachers i've ever had who's now that rest in peace i had the same class i know you're talking Dude, about yeah great man yeah or when he died i was shocked you know sad really mm-hmm. but um but that class was it really gets you to open your mind about different so different ideas much. Yeah. yeah and you can you never know the kid that's sitting next to you in that class could have completely hated a certain you know philosophy ideology you know um, religion and then when they went through that class and they got exposed to the realities of, you know, those concepts, they it changes their mind. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have this general idea that, oh, uh, not a lot of people, but like I want to say predominantly in the U.S. due to what this country has been through. Yeah. Um, there's like a lot of hate against Islam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like a stereotype. I don't know if there still is. But once you actually get to understand Islam and you meet Muslims, you're like, oh shit, you know, I've been lied. <laughs> I've been lied to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have the idea of Islam and then we have the reality of Islam. And yeah, the, the idea is definitely, you can definitely say there's certain groups of people that really take that idea and really kind of go too far. And which, you yeah. know, that's, but, but that's the same thing with all, all with that, yeah. Or with that and with the philosophy, you know, that's the problem. So again, it all comes down to, you know, whenever you do an absolutes, become a sit man. Yeah. That's it. And then the world, then the world is nothing. It doesn't work in absolutes. Everything is kind of very 
Depends. You got depends on the context because yeah. people are so multidimensional. You know, you can't put people into a box of this this one this way or this way. I mean, it's just and that changes. They'll flip. People flip all the time and mm-hmm. completely change their beliefs. So yeah. Or you know what's funny actually not completely related to the conversation a little mm-hmm. bit actually sure. um, it's about you know when you tell someone to do something it's like worse right because you're like forcing them to do something y- yeah um i went to the range with my friend and you know when we're coming back we're talking about uh it's covid and everything because he drives me and mm-hmm. um we start talking about like you know those signs they have in um grocery stores and all that mm-hmm. like go this way don't go this way, exit here, enter here. You're talking about the I, arrows? like the, Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the dumb arrows that get nothing done. They're like loss. They're like literally, they don't, they don't do anything. They're just yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But um, we're talking about it. And we both agreed that we would 100% be okay with, you know, wearing masks and taking all the precautionary measures. You know, we would be okay with that. And we are okay with that because it we feel good about it. You know, like we mm-hmm. feel that we're doing something for ourselves, but also for the person next to us. Exactly. But as yeah. soon as we are told to do it, you don't want to do it. No. You feel <laughs> disgusted. I don't know about you, but when I'm yeah. like, I will do it. Right. But the moment I'm told to do it, it's like, it burns, you know, it's like, God. Seriously. I think that yeah, that has to do a lot with human nature. It's and this is the same reason why people, when they're told to believe a certain thing, they automatically resist. Like they're not gonna, yeah. they're not gonna do it. I yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. But if you if you try to show them the reasons, I mean, people are generally reasonable, but you have to approach them in a way that's again not aggressive because people get defensive. They'll just basically yes, tense up do. and then and then they'll just not want to do it. Like I grew up in a in a Christian household, and they didn't push it on me, but I had this one end. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. She did uh she did kind of push it, you know, and all that stuff. And that, you know, that kind of made me turn into an atheist. And I was maybe an atheist for a couple of years, maybe two at the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I went to agnostic because it's yep. like things happen in my life that just make me realize, listen, there's got to be something bigger out there. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I, I believe in God, whether that be Christian God or Muslim God. I like to think it's a Christian one because that's what I grew up with. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, ah, crap, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, my aunt used to push it on me, and that's what made me, like, you know, completely let go of it. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to hear anything about it. Your religion is fake. It's all bullshit. And then as time went on, I, you know, I'm happy with where I am believing, you know. Yeah. And then that's that's perfectly applicable to, to politics, and especially yeah. now, because we're trying to force your political beliefs on the other side, like beating over the head with them. But it's like, all it creates is just more bubbles and more people just, you know, just shoot, tuning each other out. You know, you, what you watch mm-hmm. your news, this person watches their news. They get oh. different information. They do get so. really different information. Yeah. Or even they get the same information, but the tone and the context is completely removed. So they get a very different interpretation. You get the same facts, but very different ways. You're considering yeah. that fact. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, people need to just open up more. Mm-hmm. He said conversations. I mean, it really is. And not only, but but the thing is also how you have those conversations because ideally you want to see the other person because it's important to, mm-hmm. you know, to know that because I think when you see people arguing over the internet, like on comment sections, they don't care. I mean, they, or on Twitter, Twitter is a better example. God, yeah. Because you're just talking, you're just arguing with the screen, you know, you're arguing mm-hmm. with something with an avatar, but you don't see that person. You don't see their eyes. You don't see their face. And it's easy to kind of basically not have much empathy or even care about what the other person mm-hmm. thinks. But in real life, though, it's a very different scenario because when you're confronted with that person, suddenly you have to come to terms with this person is a, is a you know it's a human being. They have their mm-hmm. own life story, they have their own struggles and their own issues, mm-hmm. and you just can't pretend that they're not real. You know, you have yeah. to. You not only do you have to tone, you can't change your tone and change your approach, but. You know, it's a very different situation. Now you can definitely yell at them, and people, a lot of people do that now. But then they're just going to yell back, and then end up fighting on the streets. So it's not very productive. Well, what's funny too is um, Tim Pool. You ever watch Tim Pool? Yeah, I'm for, Yeah, he's got him. some good stuff. He's pretty cool. But when he was um, when he was uh, doing reporting back in you know the whole Wall Street thing, what's it called? Occupy. Occupy Wall Street. 
Yeah. It was like he tried talking to people and, you know, trying to talk to them like, why are you mad? What's going on? And it's funny because his conclusion was that some people just want to be mad. Like you cannot reason with them. You mm-hmm. you can try, you know, like the thought that we're having right now that we can have a conversation with people and make things better. That sounds very nice. Yeah. But some people you just can't, dude. It's crazy they're just not ready i I think some people are just they're not ready to open up yet because Mm -hmm. it's easier and it's more it's safer just to be in that rigid mentality of Mm -hmm. this is my belief you're not going to change it i don't want to hear what you have to say oh yeah and i wonder how they go to sleep at night man i don't know man i feel like those people are very troubled yeah they're very troubled and they have a lot of um I don't know, a lot of demons and like just a lot of things bothering them. And I, and I say that, you know, like they're not bad people, <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure it's not easy to kind of deal with that kind of existence constantly because you're constantly angry. You're upset. You're stressed out. It's like, I don't know. That's, that's, I, I, I can't relate to that because to me, me why do you want to carry all that negative, all that negativity 24 hours a day? It's know? so that it's, it's dumb. It's like you're hurting yourself, man. Yeah. You're not no, it's self-destructive. Yeah, you're self-destructive. Extremely self-destructive. And what sucks is that, you know, we can't relate to it. So it's like Mm -hmm. the only person that could relate to it is someone going through the same, but someone going through the same thing won't be able to help that other person. I know. Because they're both, you know, having destructive thoughts as it is. Yes. You you can't have two destructive people come to life, Mm -hmm. you know, make up something great. It's like... yeah, so you almost need like a like a, a third party that went through it, got out of it, and then can kind of relate to both as yeah. like an intermediary. But that's although those you people. know what, yeah. now that you mention it, I'm sure we've both been through stuff. Oh yeah, but I think it's funny because we could be that third party, but at least in my experience, I've I think I've grown so over that that I've completely forgotten about those struggles, which yeah. kind of sucks. Like maybe I can, you know, I can try to recall them, but there's no like emotional connection to it. Yeah. It's because it's, it's like, not something oh, yeah, you, I struggle. Yeah. It's not something you want to carry on with you. Like you, once yeah. you overcome it, you want to let it go and not dwell in it because it's not yeah. very helpful. It's a very unhelpful mentality and emotion to carry. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. And when it comes to, especially what we're going through now is with people's mentalities is maybe just to come, it'll come a point where people are just going to get so tired in terms of like worn out from mm-hmm. that line of thinking that they just and like in a way they have to kind of eventually surrender and just kind of like just come to a stop it's like it's like an entropy you know eventually yeah. like, like the law is you know an object in motion stays in motion but with humans i think there comes a point where that motion just kind of like fizzles out and i don't know like we only have so much energy but so it's like a war of attrition but. Yeah, give me a quick second. No worries. all right yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, no worries man this is a great podcast by the way man you're Great yeah, no, this is fun, dude. Yeah. Do more. yeah. All right. So let me, go, let me go back a little bit. Yeah. So it's like a war of attrition. That's what I was going to say. And I'm hoping that it, it'll, people will just finally snap out of it. But maybe I'm just hopeful. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But it's not wrong to be hopeful, you know. Yeah. Just if you're hopeful, just have a part of you expect that things are going to go wrong just in case they do. Oh yeah. It doesn't break you as bad. Yeah. 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 It's like you're realistic, you're hopeful, but you're also realistic to the, you know, yeah. to how things are and how things will be. And it may be a long time. I think I'm not, I'm not expecting this overnight. This will be a process and everybody mm-hmm. kind of goes at their own pace in terms of how yeah. they heal. So the way I look at it is you got to have like walls, like mental walls, and you got to have like a real nice spongy squishy one up mm-hmm. front but then behind it like a steel wall you know yeah. that's just like the hard truth like you know as soon as the squishy one breaks it's like all right you know what i was kind of expecting it to happen i didn't want it to mm-hmm. but it is what it is yeah yeah so i said so my purpose and my goal you know that i've discovered from just kind of you know turn, going to this new career you know like kind of lifestyle is I'm I'm hoping to set you know set an example because I think the only way people we can kind of show other people is you live that perspective you know and you show mm-hmm. how beneficial it is to not be angry all the time 
you know so instead of telling oh if you do this you'll feel better just show them what how that's like you know show them that yeah. peace and that serenity and i think people can see like oh i want some of that and maybe they'll kind of follow your lead so that's my hope anyways that's i want to set that kind of positive yeah. example although there are also people and this is you know i say this from experience that mm-hmm. instead of looking at that and being like oh i want that they'll be like why do they get to have that yeah the resentment yeah and that I can't, I can't stand those people, man. Like, why can't you be happy that someone else is succeeding? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, what it is dude, is that they feel, because it, may, it puts a spotlight on them and it makes them see them like what they've been doing. And it's like, well, I haven't been very successful. Like, basically, it makes them feel inadequate by comparison. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes I'll look at some friends that I had in high school or not more acquaintances because I'm still mm-hmm. close with my friends. Yeah. And they're doing really well and I don't feel a feeling of resentment and I I sure look at it and be like damn look at how much they're doing but then at the same time I'm like good for them like I don't compare myself to them I don't see a reason to yeah I think I think Selena Gomez said this but the best be the best you can be like no one can you no one can do you better than you can so that's you just got to be yourself you know She's very wise. That's yeah, a wise for woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, I think, I think that's a good way to put it, man. Basically, we basically have to take care of ourselves. I mean, of course, we have to take care of each other as well, but it all starts with us as individuals. That's the only way that we can actually cause any real change in the world is you get you get your 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 stuff sorted out first. Like Jordan Peterson would say, clean your room first before you try to clean the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty true. Good, so, man. Yeah. I, I love Jordan Peterson, man. He's mm-hmm. I've actually gotten a lot of things done thanks to him. Yeah, he's got some good ideas. He really does. And you know, especially cleaning your room, it's not so much about cleaning it. It's more about when you come home tired mm-hmm. from work and looking at a clean place. Oh, yeah. It makes all the difference. Listen, working at this chemical company where they have all these cleaning supplies, one day I was just like, I'm going to try cleaning the house. <laughs> I cleaned the whole house, bro. Oh my God. It, feel, it feels like you're in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a clean place, everything is so much different. It, it sure, it's hard work. Yeah. You know, you're putting like a couple hours to clean everything, make it all look really nice. But once it's done, it's so satisfying, dude. Yeah, actually I did that. I tidied up my room after it had been kind of getting really messy for like two weeks. And I finally took the time. It took a couple hours and I just, you yeah. get that immediate relief. I'm like, wow, I feel clearer. You know, it's good right. for Right. And you'll discover a lot of things while you clean your room too. Like, you know, like maybe you'll find a paper of a to-do list mm-hmm. and you're like, oh crap. I was looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Happens to me. Yeah, but it's funny. Sometimes the simplest things have the biggest impact. And so exercise mm-hmm. is another good one too. Oh, a lot of stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't work out for ten days because mm-hmm. I had a, I had a cold. Yeah, and when I win, I broke my benching record. So I was there, so there happy about that. And what's funny is, I thought I was gonna give up at this old figure I had, you know, pre-planned in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I probably won't go past this. And as soon as I benched that, I was like, that was so easy. <laughs> and so I added, I kept adding more weight and it was a, it was a good press. I was really happy. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So now I got a new record. Nice. I mean, like I said, we could do this joke, like the Joe Rogan podcast style and go on for three hours. But, uh, I know we both have responsibilities, you know, to get to. Yeah. Got a lot but right I, now, actually. Yeah. But I want to thank you for coming to the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, dude. Definitely, I'll have you back. You know, whenever we can have. Like I said, we can always talk about. Uh, besides politics, there's always a million things that we can talk about. Oh like yeah. Exercise and like yeah. Joe Rogan, he talks a lot about about a lot of things. You know. Yeah. And he's the example I follow because I mean he makes he's like the the model like yeah people really I love is. and he's and he's proven one thing I think more than anything is that people enjoy listening to conversations and just letting people hash things out. Dude, so agree with that. Because, like, I'll listen to some of his episodes about something I have no completely, I have no idea what it's about or anything. Yeah. And, you know, you just get out with something new. You learn something new. So, mm-hmm. it's nice. So, yeah. So, same thing. Like I said, I, you, I know we talked before, before we started, you're thinking of uh, doing a little vlog. I want to see it. 
you know yeah. want, as Gary Vee would say just just start it bro once you uh, make the first episode make the first video do just do it yeah I just have to organize my life a little bit more what yeah, bothers me is I I want at least time enough to play video games on the weekends mm-hmm. like today I haven't been able to play man it's been busy I also woke up at three o'clock so that kind yeah. of ties it with I guess I mean I'm down to one I play video games once a week I think that's and yeah, that gives me enough time weekends. yeah it's hard being like that's the thing growing old just to finish that up is like yeah it's you have I mean you want to have all the time in the world but you just don't I mean you got mm-hmm. other things to do and got to I'm like I'm like my 13 year old's nemesis right now mm-hmm. he'd be looking at me like oh, you only play twice a week yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> you fool <laughs> Our growing up was supposed to give you more time, not less. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, man. And like I said, I, uh, um, if, I'll definitely want to have more interviews. So, you know, with you, with other people, and become yeah, a little mini luck. Joe Rogan. It, it'll be fun. Yeah. So, anybody, can, if they want to listen to this podcast, it's on Anchor, it's on iTunes, it's on everything. The YouTube, uh, is, it's also on YouTube, but you know, you know, with YouTube, you can't have your own custom name until you get 100 subscribers. So, Right now, I don't. I have like a string of letters and numbers, but eventually, it's going to be youtubecom slash Omar. So, just a little plug for myself there. Nice. But, mm-hmm. uh, all right, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. And uh, like I said, uh, stay in touch, stay healthy, and stay yes, safe. Sir. You as well. You as well. Thanks for having me. It was definitely fun. No I'll wait for the next one. Well, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Yes.